0: Good morning. Welcome to Church of the Palms. My name is Judy Falkenthal, and I serve in our congregation as a deacon. This is the the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. As we prepare for worship, let us bow our heads in prayer. Almighty and eternal God, draw our hearts to you, guide our minds, fill our imaginations, control our wills, that we may be wholly yours, utterly dedicated unto you, and then use us. We pray as you will, but always to your glory and the welfare of your people, through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, as we worship together, may our hearts receive his Holy Spirit, our ears listen to his word, and our voices be raised in praise to the glory of God.
1: Please stand for the call to worship. Have you not known, have you not heard, that the Lord is the, is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth? He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives foul, power to the faint and strengthens the power of Even youths will faint and be weary, and the young will fall exhausted. Those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Let us worship God.
2: God is ever more ready to hear than we are to pray. God is love and God is mercy and God is always willing to forgive. Counting on God's love and mercy, let us pray our confession. God of mercy, God of love, in humbleness of heart we confess our sins. We forget to love and serve you and wander from your ways. We are careless of your world and put its life in danger. We talk of concern for others, but fail to march our words with action. Have mercy upon us, O Lord. Teach us what it means to love with our whole heart. Teach us what it means to love the whole world. In Jesus' name, amen. Our God, who loves the whole world, including us, and our God, who loves the whole world, who includes us, also forgive us from all our sins and shortcomings. Friends, believe the good news of the gospel. and seated on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Now let us greet one another in Christ's name.
1: Good morning. Good morning welcome to worship here at church of the palms we 're so glad that you are with us today we hope you found a parking space out there we uh, create a little bit more space over there for you to park and we have a little diagram in there in the uh, bulletin and the insert for you to take note of and uh, perhaps those of you who would like to park a little further away to help others to have some space over the course of the next couple weeks please do so and uh, we want to make sure that this is a open and welcoming place for all people especially as we head toward Palm Sunday and Easter so all that we can do to make room for our guests we will be grateful for your effort toward that so we also invite you to fill out the friendship paths which are in the pews and pass those to your neighbor another chance to kind of put name and face together of someone who's sitting near you and welcome them after our service and perhaps make your way out under the shade of the tree and a beautiful day to have some further conversation Lots of great things going on. uh, It's not too late for you to be a first-time visitor to our box series. Tonight, we will be having a wonderful performance of our choir orchestra. SYV will be here. It will be a big night, and we hope that you'll want to come and join us for that as we uh, have a chance to reflect upon this great music and uh, the message of Lent as we make our way to Easter. Speaking of Easter, this coming Saturday, Easter Egg Hunt. And uh, many of you have already been helping us out with Easter eggs and candy and all that stuff. Not too late for you to jump on board with helping on that. And uh, perhaps you might want to come by on Saturday morning. The place will be covered with children and families. And we'll look forward to receiving them from the neighborhood and inviting them to be a part of our life here at Church of the Palms. Uh, which is 60 years old, coming up in a couple of weeks. Our 60th anniversary is coming up on the 23rd of April, and we would love for you to be here. We're going to have one service, 10 o'clock, here in the sanctuary. Bring the whole family of God together and to celebrate. And afterwards, we're going to have an old-fashioned picnic out there in the courtyard and the campus center. Uh, hot dogs and hamburgers and all that good stuff. Information about that in your bulletin. Please come and join us. As we uh, give thanks, Dr. Bruce Porter will be our preacher that morning, and John Ferreira will be leading our choir. So we're just grateful that we'll have a chance to celebrate all those good years of 60 years. Not that those two were here at the beginning of the, you No, know, okay. Um, also, Day of Hope, lots of opportunity for you to help us out with that. That information is in your insert and as well as that map to our parking opportunities over the course of the next couple of weeks. Let's continue our worship through the presentation of our tithes and gifts and offerings.
3: pray god giver of gifts beyond our deserving nature we give glory and praise to you through these offerings now enable us through our lives to give glory and praise to you in every aspect of our life day after day and we ask this in jesus name amen you may be seated And now we're going to ask the children to come forward and to uh, share with Carol.
4: Come out, come out, hither. (laughs) (laughs) I brought a friend with me. Got it. Come on up. Have a seat, guys. Come on then. Welcome. Good to have you. Upstairs. Yeah. So today in our Bible lesson, whoops, we are learning about a guy who was really short, like this guy. You see him? Well, his name's Zacchaeus, and Zacchaeus was a little guy. Remember, that? does anybody remember that story? Zacchaeus was a wee little man, a wee little man was he. Well, anyway, uh, Zacchaeus was little. Why was Zacchaeus little? He was short, probably not this short, though. He was not cute, though, like this guy. Everybody, really hated Zacchaeus because he was a bad guy. He was a cheat. He was a tax collector and he would, like, collect too much money and save save the extra for himself. So everybody really didn't like Zacchaeus very much. Jesus was coming to town and the crowds were gathering to see Jesus in Jerusalem. And Zacchaeus was short. He couldn't make it through the crowd. So he ran ahead of the crowd and climbed a big tree, got up there to get a good spot at Jesus. Well... Jesus passed in through the crowd, and he noticed out of all those good people, he noticed Zacchaeus up in the tree, and he said, hey, Zacchaeus, come down to that tree right now. I'd like to come over and have dinner at your house. Zacchaeus kind of felt important all of a sudden. Wow. So Zacchaeus went off, down, climbed down the tree, and went and had dinner with Jesus, and you know what happened? Zacchaeus' heart changed. He confessed. To Jesus all the bad things that he had done. And you know what he said? He said, I'm going to give half of all the money that I have to the poor. And anything that I cheated people, I'm going to give them back all their stuff four times that much. Well, you know what? Out of all those people that Jesus came to visit, he didn't just come to see the good people and just the good believers. He came to the people who were maybe lost and were needed a change of heart. You know, it doesn't matter if we're short or tall or big or small. Jesus came for all of us, even when we're not overly likable. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you that you came and sent your son, that you sent your son Jesus to love and to show love to everyone, even those who aren't likable. We love you. Amen. You coming upstairs?
1: Well, minus the puppets, I will t- read to you <laughs> the story from Luke chapter 19. This great story about Zacchaeus. A lot of us know this story. Uh, or think we know the story, we remember maybe the story from a long time ago. Maybe some of us are hearing the story for the first time. It's a great story of Jesus coming into this town of Jericho and discovering somebody that perhaps nobody else wants to discover. Hear the Word of God. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through it, and a man was there named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him because he was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried down and was happy to welcome him. And all who saw it began to grumble and said, he has gone to the, be the guest of one who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Look, half my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. And then Jesus said to him, Today, salvation has come to this house. Because he too is the son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. By your grace and through your mercy, we pray, O Lord, that you will allow these words to come to point to the word just read and to the word made flesh in Jesus the Christ. For we pray this in his name. Amen. And both that morning equally lay, in leaves no step had trodden black. Oh, I kept the first for another day. Yet knowing how way leads on to way, I doubted if I should ever come back. I shall be telling this with a sigh, somewhere ages and ages hence. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by. And that has made all the difference. Robert Frost's most famous poem, The Road Not Taken, derives its fame not only from the poet's magic with meter, but also from his identifying one of the great truths of life. Life is a series of forks in the road. Life is a series of choices. Life is a series of paths that we must choose from that will determine the course of our lives. Because the way life goes, one thing leads to another, which leads to another, which leads to another, one way leads to another way. Every choice we make sends us in a new direction and determines the next set of choices. Emily Cavanaugh, back in 1938, was engaged to be married to a guy that, but she started to have some doubts. She wondered if he had what it took to be a success. She wondered, if he wasn't really going to amount to anything. So she made a choice. He decided to break off the engagement to cut ties before it was too late to choose another road. The man whose heart she broke, William Franklin Graham, otherwise known as Billy Graham, who knows where your choices are going to take you or not take you. Strange how life goes, these series of choices that end you up in places that you would never have imagined at the beginning of it all. Your parents choose to move you to a new town, so you are on one path, and then later you choose to go to a particular college, and now you're on another path, and then you choose a spouse, and then you're on another path, and then you choose a job, and then you're on another path, and before you know it, you look up and you see that you're in a place that you would not have ever imagined for yourself. Sometimes that's wonderful. And sometimes it doesn't feel as wonderful. Larry Walters was a truck driver out in Los Angeles, California, back in 1982, and Larry's life was driving trucks during the week and sitting at home in his Sears lawn chair and drinking six-packs on the weekend. That's where his series of choices kind of ended him. But he got bored sitting there on his patio and started wondering if he could get his Sears lawn chair to fly. So Larry went out and bought himself 45 weather balloons and filled them with helium and tied them to the arms and back of his Sears lawn chair, got himself a radio, some sandwiches, a couple of soft drinks, and a BB gun. Took the BB gun because if he started flying too high, he could then at some point in time begin to shoot out the balloons so that he could land a little bit more gently. His hope was to Perhaps maybe make it up by 100 feet or so. But Larry had got all his wounds ready, cut the rope, was tying his chair to the ground, and began to start lifting off. Do not try this at home. <laughs> and he started to climb 10 feet, 20 feet, 30 feet, 70 feet, 100 feet. Larry was flying in his Sears lawn chair 100 feet up. But the balloons didn't stop there, 150 feet, 500 feet, 1,000 feet, 2,000 feet, 4,000 feet, 10,000 feet, 15,000 feet, 16,000, that's three miles up into the sky. Larry had definitely, definitely chosen the road less traveled. He was holding on for dear life. A Continental Airlines flight approaching Los Angeles radioed into the control tower. Uh, we got a guy in a lawn chair up here with a, guy, with a gun and some sandwiches. Finally, Larry started shooting out the balloons, began to descend, drifted back down to ground, but those balloons caught on to some power lines and knocked out power to Long Beach for two hours. But believe it or not, he got himself safely to the ground where he was promptly arrested. Choices we make can end us up in some unusual places. So Jesus walks into Jericho and sees this man sitting up in a sycamore tree. His name is Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus has lifted himself up to sitting in a sycamore tree. Now why is Zacchaeus sitting up in a sycamore tree? Well, Luke tells us that the reason was that he was short of stature. That's fair enough. But maybe another reason for Zacchaeus sitting up in that tree is that maybe nobody really wanted him sitting, standing on the ground next to them. Zacchaeus is up in that sycamore tree because that's where life has taken him. He's ended up a tax collector, not everybody's favorite person. Somewhere along the way, Zacchaeus started making some choices. Rewind the tape all the way back to the beginning. Lord knows what those choices were early. One thing, though, leads to another, and it's not easy being a Palestinian Jew in the time of Caesar. Hard to make a buck, but there's money in tax collecting. Yeah, you've got to leave behind a few things. You have to give up a little part of yourself. You have to pit yourself against your own people. You have to be more Roman than Jew. But the salary's Good. Bonuses, maybe even better. So you keep making these choices, right? One thing leads to another, and before you know it, you're Zacchaeus, and now you're the chief tax collector, and you're pretty wealthy, and nobody likes you. And now you have to sit in the sycamore tree, not just because you're short, but because no one really wants you around. One thing has led to another, and Zacchaeus has made himself into a big guy, a wealthy guy, He's achieved the American dream before the American dream ever got called that. But the result is nobody likes him. Nobody wants to be around him. Isn't life strange? You can make these choices, and these choices lead to other choices, and before you know it, you're up a tree. Zacchaeus was up a tree. He probably couldn't believe it himself because you know no one ever plans their life to end up in a tree. No one ever says in high school or college, you know, I'm going to chart my life such that I end up in a tree. I'm going to chart my life so that I give away maybe the core principles of who I really am. I'm I'm going to give up my godly image. I'm going to give up my relationship with family and friends and instead I'm going to back myself into a corner and force myself up a tree. No one ever puts that on their schedule, on their day timer, on their Outlook calendar. But that's a crazy thing, right? One thing leads to another thing, leads to another thing. A line forms outside of our food pantry every day. Every day, folks waiting for some bags of food. Very good people, very good people. No better or worse than you and me. I don't imagine any of them hoped back in high school that that's where they wanted to be someday. But none of us gets dealt the same hand of cards, and life has its forks in the road, and one bad turn can lead to another bad turn, and before you know it, you're up a tree. I knew once a young man, good father, successful businessman, who had a bad spill while skiing out in Colorado, hurt his back pretty bad. The only thing that seemed to help with the pain was this medication called OxyContin. And before he knew it, he couldn't stop taking it. And before he knew it, he couldn't work effectively. And before he knew it, he lost his job. And before he knew it, he couldn't be the husband and father he wanted to be. And before he knew it, he was no longer a husband. Before he knew it, he was no longer a father. And before he knew it, he was up a tree. It not very hard to get yourself up a tree is it possible that maybe you've gotten yourself up a tree you didn't plan it you didn't manage that it's just sort of where you ended up maybe you're up a tree financially maybe you're up a tree emotionally maybe you're up a tree relationally vocationally spiritually Or is it possible that that's where you could be someday? Life is fragile, two roads diverge in a wood, and there but for the grace of God, you chose in your history the right paths more often than not. But you know, there's another fork in the road coming up pretty soon. And maybe you'll choose the other path. Maybe you'll get yourself up a tree. Good news is that Jesus is, though, in this story, walking by this tree. And Jesus says to Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, get yourself down out of that tree because today I'm going to have lunch at your house. I'm going to step into your life, and I'm going to take you now to another fork in the road." And Zacchaeus encounters this rabbi and realizes that maybe life doesn't have to be this way. It doesn't have to be this way. I can choose another path. I can choose to do something different. Jesus has this conversation with him and Zacchaeus wonders if he can choose the ways of God. One thing does not have to lead to another. I don't have to stay up in this tree. I can choose this new path, this road less traveled. I can pay back four times as much as I've defrauded. I can give half my possessions to the poor if I really want to I can reclaim who I really am and Jesus says salvation has come to this house for this too is a son of Abraham you see Jesus in this encounter has rewound the tape right the the tape that got Zacchaeus up into that tree Jesus has rewound it hit reverse on the DVD got it back all the way to the beginning for Zacchaeus for Zacchaeus to see that he was a son of Abraham that's who he is God chose him before he chose anything. And when you realize that God has chosen you from the very beginning, claimed you as a child, then there is no moment when you cannot ask Jesus to call you down out of that tree and rewind your tape. You see, The good news is that we don't have to be the mere products of our circumstances. We don't have to be simply this suitcase of prior baggage. We don't have to be the victims of our choices, those choices that we've made in the past. We don't have to be confined to the house on Sycamore Lane. There is no mess we cannot get ourselves into that Jesus, in his gentle way, cannot get us out of. No tree that we cannot be called down from. Salvation comes Jesus says when you let Jesus take us back to the beginning take you back to the beginning to that moment when God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit conferred and decided that it would be a really good idea that you came into being. That moment when the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit chose you. When the word came from the very beginning of Genesis 1, let us make Larry and Tom and Sally and Julie, let us make them in our image. One thing has so led to another thing Zacchaeus forgot who he was, a son of Abraham, a child of God, a creation of the Trinity. Tom Long tells the story of a young couple he knew who had a four-year-old and a new baby that they had just brought from the hospital. And one day, the four-year-old asked the parents if she could have just a couple minutes alone with the new baby. (laughs) The baby was up in her crib. Parents looked at each other, not knowing what this was about. But out of curiosity, they let their daughter have a couple minutes alone with the new baby. Not without, of course, following quietly behind and peeking through the door to make sure everything was all right. And what they saw was their four-year-old daughter standing up on a chair and leaning over the crib. And what they heard her say to the baby was this. Tell me everything you know about God. I'm already starting to forget. It's easy to forget, isn't it? It's so easy to forget that at the very beginning God chose you. God called you. And God had every hope in the world for you. It's easy to forget when one thing leads to another and we pick the road most traveled, and we sometimes end up in a tree. It's so easy to forget. But Jesus has come to town. He's at the bottom of the tree. And he's calling every one of us to come down, to take our place at the table, to sit and talk, so that we can hear all those things about God and all those things about ourselves that along the way from one fork to the next, we have managed to forget. And sometimes it's easy to forget who we are. Sometimes we wonder what our purpose in life is. Sometimes we look back and wonder, what would it have been if I had chosen this path as opposed to that path? And sometimes we find ourselves even in this moment at a juncture, at a crossroads, at a fork in the road and wonder, does this to mean for me? We are grateful, even in these moments, to have one in our life who invites us to come to table, to sit and to be in Christ's presence and to hear from him that before it all began, we were chosen by him, that we were created in his image, that we have a calling from him and that we have a Savior who loves us and promises to walk with us despite what path we choose. For we are the ones who believe that he is Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. And despite whatever turns we've taken, it is by his grace he continues to invite us back to the table to sit and talk and to wonder what might the next chapter of life be. So come to the table. Find here a loving Savior who welcomes you and invites you to wonder with him about the things of God and about the things of yourself and how you might live out your life in this grace extended to you. Here are the words of the institution of the Holy Supper of our Lord Jesus Christ as they are delivered by the Apostle Paul. I received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the same night in which he was betrayed, our Lord took bread. And after he had given thanks, he broke it. And he said, take and eat, for this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And after supper, Jesus took the cup, and he said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you remember the Lord's death until he comes again, and he will come again. Let us pray. Bless us, O Lord, as we come to your table. We come from so many different paths and so many different turns in the road, and by your grace, you have led us to this moment. We ask, O Lord, that we may sense the presence of your Holy Spirit, that we may receive these gifts of grace and mercy, this food of forgiveness and love, and know that you are there with us, that you are there to claim us, that you are there to send us into that next chapter. May we find here that love which exceeds all of our choices and that love which will receive us always at the end. For we pray this in the name of Jesus Christ who taught us all to pray saying, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, After supper, Jesus took the cup. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and he who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world, that we might live through him. And this is love, not that we love God, but that God loved us and sent his Son to be the worthy sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. For no one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God abides in us. And his love is perfected in us.
3: Let us pray together. Father of all, we give you thanks and praise that when we were still far off, you met us in your Son and brought us home. Dying and living, you declared your love, gave us grace, and opened the gates of glory. May we who share Christ's body live his risen life May we who drink his cup bring life to others. May we whom the Spirit gives light, give light to the world. Keep us in this hope, this hope that we have grasped, as we and all your children shall be free and the whole earth live. To praise your name, in Jesus we pray. Amen.